0: Hey everybody, Chris Hayre with you on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Players are back in the building for Phase 1 of off-season workouts, and my guests this week are Hunter Henry and Adrian Phillips. We discuss the unofficial start to the 2019 season, the importance of setting the foundation in April, and welcoming new teammates to the Hope Performance Center in just over a week. Very pleased to be joined by Hunter Henry on day two of phase one of the offseason season workouts. Hunter, how are you, man?
1: I'm doing good. Doing good. It's good to be back.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you back. I uh, I know you spoke to the media on Monday and you said you feel good. It's gotta just feel good to be back in general with the guys, kind of kind of build that foundation for 2019.
1: Yeah, I mean it's always uh, it's always special to get back out here. Um, you know, you miss. I think the thing you miss most is just being in the locker room, just kind of that whole you know, being around everybody. Um, the camaraderie, has, right? The camaraderie of, of the guys. Um, and you kind of build that in this in this stage that we're in in the offseason. I mean, you kind of build that that base of, you know, getting to know everybody, um, you know, relying on people for, you know, lifting and, you know, conditioning, trying to get through the runs together and different things like that. So it's it, it's a fun time um, just to kind of build that foundation.
0: It's not as, like, highly publicized as, like, training camp or even mini camp, but – for for listeners just explain what this it's it's a lot of running it's a lot of lifting and like you said it's almost like kind of the first day
1: of school right yeah it's all it's the first day of school it's uh it's always fun to get back uh like like I think everybody has said since we're back but you know, our strength coach, he definitely, uh, we kind of get after it in there. Um, and we get after it on the field, too, a lot of running. So um, it's a good base for us, like I said, with everything else. I mean, it's it's good for us to get in shape um, and feel, uh, you know, we got to be very well-conditioned, especially yeah. going into the season.
0: You know, I was reading this book recently. It's called, what's it called, Raise Your Game by Alan Stein. And I was, it made me think of you in a way because it talks about athletes and their performance and peak performance. Yeah. And – He was talking about something called unseen hours. You had to put a lot of unseen hours in, in terms Mm -hmm. of just getting back. Like you didn't just happen to trot on the field in New England during that playoff game. Explain what 2018 was like. Was just just getting back to to get to that point.
1: Uh, It was a long, long process, and it still is. Um, You know, I'm still trying to get better and still trying to really you know it's it's not get back to 100 percent for me it's trying to get back to like 125 percent so exactly. that's the thing that's the extra extra stuff um you know i felt good going into that game i definitely did and i was ready to go it was a lot of work um you know i'm in here every single day five or six days a week for long long hours and especially the early on part of the process is the kind of the worst part i mean the whole process sucks but just the pain level and kind of what you have to go through um, is, you know, only people that have kind of been through it can kind of know. So it is uh, it is it is a grind. And then you
0: go from the transition to, to rehab versus just getting better as a football player too, mm-hmm. right? How do you put two separate buckets there and, and know, hey, I can transition from rehab to just getting better as a player?
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard, man. I've never had to go through anything like this in my life. So um, it was a new – new thing for me um the back half of the rehab um you know once you get onto the field and you're running and you're doing more and more on the field you kind of are starting to do football movements um and so just to be able to get back into practice at the end of the year was just good for me and my mentality um because that just you're doing football movements but you're not you don't have people around you're trying to avoid things you're trying to do different things so it is uh it was a difficult process but uh You know, I was able to do it.
0: And I imagine it just builds character, too. I mean, you're still a young guy in this league. To go through something like that in the moment, you're like, man, this is the worst thing that could have happened. But you may look back on this as as just a a character-defining moment, especially if this team has a lot of success
1: over the next couple of years, which they're expecting to. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's definitely I've learned a lot, and uh, I'm excited to kind of carry that mental toughness and kind of what I had to go through forward. Yeah. So this off season, we were all sad to see Tyrell go. He goes
0: to Oakland. Um, before we get into the receivers and just the offense in general, just your thoughts on Tyrell and, and moving on to to Oakland?
1: Yeah, man, I'm excited for him. Um, you know, we're gonna see him twice a year now. <laughs> but I, you know, it's it, it's he has such a cool story, man. Um, you know, it's it's really really special to see. Kind of just the, you know, you hate that he goes to a rival, sure. but at the same time. I'm, I'm a friend of his and um you know a teammate and i've been through i've been through a lot with him too and to see his story and what he's kind of came from and being undrafted and kind of working his way up the ranks it's it's really special to see a story like that kind of be able to you know pay out with a new contract and everything that comes along with that it's yeah, cool it's, it's so well deserved um
0: and it changes this offense a little bit. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, Phillips still under center. The the, the running game is strong. Mm-hmm. You come back. You haven't really played with Virgil. So that, yeah. that, that looks to be something that the fans should get excited about. And, and then the receivers in terms of Keenan and Mike and Travis, and uh, I know a lot of other guys here ready mm-hmm. to step up.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting. Um, it was uh, – it was tough to watch a lot last year. I, mean, I bet it was. It was, tough. It was very tough. Uh, but we have a we have a, a tremendous offense. And anytime you have a Hall of Fame quarterback um, under center um, and a guy like Philip that just kind of commands commands the field, it, it makes all our jobs a little easier.
0: Does it make it easy for you knowing that since you missed last season that you get right back into it with a guy like Philip and not just Philip two hundred, but you know, the the theme looking around yesterday was just continuity, right? The coaches, yeah. a lot of the same coaches, a lot of the same guys. You make a few additions, a, a few subtractions. But for the most part, continuity is the theme.
1: No doubt. it's That's huge, though, you know, carrying from one year to the next. I mean ne- – You know every year is different you have to go into it with that you know we're going to add some guys in the draft and free agent wise and so um look forward to that but we have a good foundation here man it's it's really special so it's special to be around um it's a good group in the locker room we have a you know we have a good combination of young guys and we have a, a good combination of vets too yeah. that have been around and uh that's pretty special for young guys like myself but i'm i'm excited to get back on the field field with 17 i mean he's he's a special special guy and, and especially all those playmakers that are out there yeah no doubt about that we are just over a week from that 2019 nfl draft and i mean
0: was it three years ago 2016? 2016 2016 35 overall um is that what that it sounds was? right being yeah. that sounds the second right round. yeah uh, Take me back to three years ago, going through this draft process, because, you know, there's so many guys like yourself that, that are going through it now. Uh, the combine, the senior bowl, the individual workouts, the probably the stress and anxiety of not knowing where you're going to go. Uh, what was it like for you?
1: Man, it was, uh, it was special. It's a it's a it's a crazy, crazy process. It's I, I'm so glad I don't ever have to go through that again. Uh, but it's it's unlike any other um just the sh- there's so many emotions there's a lot of stress on you because you have no idea where you're going to go um, and, so what was it like
0: for you on the first day because you were the first tight end off the board in yeah. 2016 there was probably in your mind a good chance you were going to be a first rounder
1: yeah it's uh it's it was i thought i was i thought i was going to be in the late first round um it was about the 23 range to the to the end um so i I actually had two parties plans, kind of. I was I had a, everybody over for the first, first round. round party, you know, like they split part. up the first and second <laughs> round, so it's hard for guys that are kind of on the cusp. You know, what do you want to do, especially with all your family and friends and stuff? You so, make a weekend out of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun weekend. But we had a um, first round party. Did not get my name called, so that was kind of uh, awkward. Not awkward, but it was just like, oh, okay. Well, everybody come back tomorrow. Um, it's it's going to happen tomorrow for sure. Uh, it better, but. Um, <laughs> It uh, it was special, man. I was I was uh, very nervous. My phone was sitting right in front of me for, I mean, I watched. I've never really watched the whole drafts like all the way through, but that was you know you're sitting there watching like every single pick and every single thing and, like just so closely and looking at your phone and calling. Were you at your you So yeah, were you, I was at home. You were home. With every, so when you got the phone call, did you know that this this was it? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> funny story. Uh, first round. So, like I said, I was the end of the first rounds. Um, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden my phone rings. And I'm like, you know, I, it's it's kind of like out in front of me. Um, it is, it, and I can't really see who it is. So I just hear it start ringing, and everybody's like, And
0: people know, know the deal, right? If your phone rings during the yeah, draft, like, you it's know like, it's going to be, it's yeah. an
1: important call. But actually, it was one of my buddies that I haven't <laughs> talked to in a while. That was checking in on me because he heard the draft was happening. And I just was just like, oh, no, I'm so stressed out. And then all of a sudden I get relieved. That, oh, it's finally over, and then it's just a buddy checking in on me. So, <laughs> I was pretty upset with that guy for sure. I was pretty upset. He didn't.
0: Know. I don't think he knew the timing of the draft. Yeah, I was.
1: I mean, he. It was terrible timing. I don't know what he was doing.
0: Uh, so so when you got the call, was it Tom? Did
1: you get the call? It was from Tom. It was Tom. Uh, I kind of talked to everybody. McCoy was the coach then. Talked to Coach McCoy, uh, the, all the Spanoses, and uh, it was special, man. Um, I kind of. Tour, after the first pick in the second round i my agent said that um we were the san diego chargers then but um that they were kind of interested in me and um i was like oh shoot that'd be sweet i love i love san diego so um it was special yeah. it was definitely uh, cool to finally get that phone call and just kind of wait off your shoulders to finally you know know you're gonna be you know what's cool is i look back at last
0: year really 2016 so so joey was the first round pick there so yeah you go into this year, and we don't know who's going to get drafted, but I look at the impact that some of the guys made last year, You mm-hmm. know, starting with Derwin, yep. and Uchenna had that, that strip sack in the Baltimore game. Oh, and yeah. Justin Jones started a game. Kaiser White was a, a starting uh, linebacker going into the year. Justin Jackson you yeah. know, filling in for Melvin. Uh, you're going to have some guys coming in here, you don't know yet, that, mm-hmm. that are going to make a big impact in 2019.
1: Yeah, I think that's – We've kind of come – you know, obviously when you pick someone high, uh, you kind of expect them to come in and, and do that. But even just – we've had a lot of, you know, low round picks and uh, free agents that have made a big impact early. Um, and that's huge for a, to be a good good team because just how all the cap and everything, how all that works, I don't really understand it. But um, I know it's, it, it's big for our team and uh, it's always good to have – as many playmakers and as many players that can make plays for us. Yeah,
0: it's pretty cool to think about because you mentioned some of those undrafted guys like Austin, and then Badgley comes in and really solidifies the kicking position. i get you out of here on this because I know your brothers are playing – both at Arkansas now Did yeah they're, they're gonna
1: be they're gonna be both at Arkansas so I have one there already okay he's going into his junior year um, and then I have my other brother is going into Arkansas so it's How gonna cool be pretty that, special man? it's gonna be special man I, I it's crazy uh you and know your dad a, played at Arkansas my dad too, right? played there so there's just uh there's a it's a, a long lineage of uh, Henry Henry's playing at Arkansas so it, it'll be special it was kind of weird this year my high school coach had had a Henry for I think it was like nine or ten straight years, um, so it, you know that that was over. And then the next kind of the next chapter is at Arkansas. So we're pretty excited. Games are going to be on the TV every every Saturday for sure. That's great, man. Then we get all three Henry brothers in the NFL. Let's make it happen. Yeah, that'd be uh, <laughs> that'd be the next step. So that'd
0: be cool. That's good, man. Any off-season plans other than grinding out here?
1: Um, shoot, I'm just hanging out with my wife, enjoying time with her. And
0: that's, you got and you got a great name. pup too. It was it Coop, Cooper?
1: Cooper, what I kind have of a great, 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 great dog. He's he's kind of a he's kind of crazy, but he's a good dog. Uh, he's a mini noodle. God, mm-hmm. he's the best. Dude. Yeah, he's a cute, he's a cutie.
0: Happy for just you being here and getting ready for 2019. Appreciate you stopping by. New draft picks in the mix. Should be out.
1: Yep. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. All
0: right, guys. Before we get to Adrian Phillips, a reminder that we are just over one week away from the 2019 LA Chargers draft party at the Santa Monica Pier. It's Thursday, April 25th from 4 to 9 p.m., and tickets are free. Get your free tickets at Chargers.com. You can watch the draft with us on giant LED screens. Charger players are going to be there. Alumni is going to be there. ABC7's Ashley Brewer is going to be the host. I'm going to be in the mix as well. Again, Thursday, April 25th, 4 to 9 p.m. at the Santa Monica Pier. Go to Chargers.com to get your free tickets. All right, as we roll on here on the Backstage Chargers podcast, presented by Toyota, here with a man we haven't seen since he re-signed with the Chargers, yeah. but it's like you never left, Adrian right. Phillips. How are you, man? Man, I'm great. I'm great.
2: It feels good to be back and just getting things rolling. It feels good to be back in the building.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I said, like I just saw you two months ago mm-hmm. at the Pro Bowl. Um, what does it mean to be back, though? Like, How important was it for you to be a member of the Chargers in 2019?
2: You know, it was something that I, I, I really wanted. Just what we've built over the past couple of years, you know, weighed a lot on my decision. And uh, I just wanted to be a part of the great things that are happening here. You know, we're, we're turning the tide and we're about to take that next big step. Still figuring out our way, but we're taking that next big step. And I just kind of wanted to be a part of that. So I'm, I'm grateful that the coaching staff, you know, the front office was,
0: able to bring me back for another year so we can get this ring. Absolutely, and Mm -hmm. you know, I know fans are excited and obviously the coaches in in the front office, they they know how important you are to this team. Um, it, It does feel like, you know, just this phase one, and I was just talking to Hunter Henry about this, the continuity, the familiarity with everybody in the building from the coaches to to this roster, obviously a couple additions, a couple subtractions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part uh, a large portion of this team is back well, yeah, you really don't get that in a lot of places, I, I know
2: uh, in the NFL specifically you don't yeah, get that, you don't get that at all I, I think this year alone it was
0: there's about, what, four new head coaches, something like that, I think four? eight new head oh, coaches eight. wow, but you know what, AP It's not just that, It's it's The head coaches and then the coaches under them exactly right so like we we look at this defensive staff Mm -hmm. for instance largely intact
2: yeah largely intact we will be together for for three years now we know how uh each player operates we know how the coaches coach we know what guys can do best like what like what position can we put them in to succeed Mm -hmm. and when you have that it makes it a lot easier the game plan for the season because you know what works best for your guys and you don't have to wonder well can we can we get this done because you already know you've done it for two you've done it for two years so having that having that sense of security and just with all the coaching staff and all the players even the the workers around the building just seeing everybody that you're familiar with it, it makes it a whole lot easier because
0: you can pretty much pick up where you left off for sure so with that said d- describe phase one and, and how you view phase one again i was just talking 100 it seems like it just kind of sets the foundation for for the 2019 yeah. season it's kind of the unofficial kickoff
2: yeah it it definitely sets the foundation uh phase one to me is just Getting back with your guys, grinding, grinding with your teammates, grinding, you know, everybody's been gone for about two, three months, mm-hmm. uh, doing whatever with the personal trainers or whatever it may be, but now you have 70 guys back with the strength staff, uh, just grinding together. And you see all the work that you put in over the offseason, there's a whole bunch of competition going on because That's great. people want to get people better. People want to see people get paid, see, see people win that Super Bowl ring, so... Phase one to me is just, it's really just a foundation phase, and I think that's where you really have to, really have to hone in because everybody knows if you're building a house or building something, it's, it all depends on that foundation. If your foundation isn't right, then everything else is gonna be rocky. So that's what that's all phase one is.
0: Hundred percent, and you know we, we talk about the familiarity, but at the same time. 2018 does not carry over right. to 2019, right? right? So, like 12 and 4, you don't get they points. Don't care. You don't get points for that in 2019. No, no nobody cares
2: what we did last year. They want to know what the 2019 charges are going to be like. Uh, we went 12 and 4 last year. It was great, but that's over. As soon as we lost, it was over. That's mm-hmm. that's done with. We got a couple new guys in here. You know, we expect them to come in and, and help us get to that next level. and. You know, there's there's bigger expectations for us now because we've shown that we can do it. We've shown that we can take that next step. So now if we really want to be in the talks, if we really want to be that team that we know we can be, we have to build on what we did from last year.
0: Yep. And, and you're one of the unquestioned leaders on this defense. They bring another guy, Thomas Davis, mm, who's been doing this man, for a long time. Man. You're 15. But when you saw that Thomas Davis was going to be a charger, what was your first reaction? I was so excited just because,
2: like I watched him, you know. I, I watched him for a long time. He's a beast. He's, he is a freaking. Beast.
0: So let me tell you something that I told him. He, he he probably knew this, but from 2005, he was drafted in 2005, right? Mm-hmm. He's the only defender in that draft that's, that's still, still in playing. the nfl
2: still playing and he's playing one of the most
0: rough positions that you could possibly play and we talk about perseverance you know he's been through a lot of injuries <laughs> right, to, to come right. back and to just play at a high level yeah i think the last three three or four years he's made a pro bowl two right. or three
2: times right he, he was undoubtedly one of the best linebackers in the league for the past three to four years you know i don't i don't really understand why carolina let him go but that's not for me to think about but sure. i'm happy they did just Bringing in that leadership, bringing in that vet mindset, like it's kind of one of those things when you have – when we brought in Bane, me Bane, uh, mm-hmm. like four years ago, just bringing in that, that veteran leader, a guy who's won games, a guy who's done it for a long time, it changes that whole room. So you, you bring a guy like Thomas Davidson who's played with another great linebacker like Luke Keekly. he who knows how to work, who, who knows how to just – press people's buttons and get them yeah. to levels that they couldn't even think that they get to. I think that's just going to raise that whole
0: room up. I think it's going to raise our whole defense up. There's no learning curve for a guy like that. He just come in. Yeah, right? He, right. he knows and he, he mentioned he knows Coach Smith from mm-hmm. when he was in Carolina mm-hmm. and, and Coach Miles and um, he was in a Super Bowl just a few years ago. Yeah, Yeah. So he knows
2: how to win. He knows yeah. what it takes to win. He knows how to get there. So just bringing a guy in like that,
0: it, it was a great move, and I'm, I'm glad it happened. One of the cool things last year was to see the rookies really step up. And, mm-hmm. you know, we know what Derwin did, uh, All-Pro, Pro Bowl. Uh, we know what Uchenna did this year, mm-hmm. and getting that strip sack in the Baltimore game. Justin Jones started a yeah, game. Yeah. Uh, Kaiser was a starting linebacker mm-hmm. entering the season. Well, obviously, you know, they want to build off what they did
2: last year, and – our front office did a great job gra- drafting those young guys. Drafting guys that who just want to get better. Like Derwin doesn't care about last year. You talk to JJ, he doesn't care about yeah. last year. Chenna does it's not care about it's in about the past. It's, it's in the past. They just want to get better. They want to they want to be standing at the top of the podium at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And just having those guys around makes it so great because it's like Yeah, they're young, but you can't even tell. They're so hungry that you don't even notice that they're young guys. They just bring everything that they have to the table. And guess what? They have playoff experience already. They already have it. You don't really have that. A lot of people really don't have that at a young age. You know, sometimes when you get brought into a team, you might not win for a few years, so you don't know the right ways to work but they were fortunate enough to be around a lot of veteran leaders that that knew how to work. So they saw that, they learned from it. They were just like sponges. Yeah. They soaked up everything and it transferred to the field. And that's why they excelled last year. Chenna's freaking balling, JJ's freaking balling. <laughs> we <laughs> already know else. what DJ did. So, yeah. you know, just, it's, it's gonna be exciting to see them
0: build off of that for, for this year. Couple that, and again, I, I just talked to Hunter about this. Uh, a year ago, we didn't know that Durham was going to be a Charger, right? right we didn't right. know Uchenna was going to be a Charger, right. Kaiser, Justin. Let's goes on and on. Justin mm-hmm. Jackson. Yep. Um, we don't know who's going to be a Charger in uh, uh, ten days, right. Right? right? There's going to be some other ten guys. That, God, isn't that crazy? So but I guess my point is, you already know you have a locker room that can win. Mm-hmm. More guys are coming. They're mm-hmm. going to be younger guys. It's scary, but. I tell you, based on the track record of this organization, there's gonna be some good players coming in here. Yeah, definitely. It's it's gonna be real
2: frightening for the rest of the league. So, depending on who we bring in, I don't know who it is, what position it it'll be, but I know it's gonna be the right guy. Mm -hmm. So, we have a, I think we have a good, we do a good job of building up those young guys. And some guys need more building up than others. And I think we got real fortunate last year that we didn't have to build up that rookie class that much because they play early and they produce so I think it's gonna be exciting what was the Pro Bowl like for you it was
0: two and a half months ago
2: yeah it was amazing you know just being out there with the best of the best it was it was amazing just seeing everybody that you compete against and you know talking it up with those guys talking about the funny stuff that happened throughout the season seeing all those fans out there just cheering your name and everything, people actually knowing who you are, that's crazy. (laughs) Um, It it, it was just amazing, just an amazing experience, something that you just want more of. So, you know, you get that first little taste. You're like, all right, well, I want to go back. I'm going to do everything in
0: my power to make sure I go back. So That's the thing. You you just turned 27, Mm -hmm. sixth NFL season. In what ways did last season personally change – the way you think about what you can do and what you're capable of in 2019 honestly it just it you really,
2: almost you almost raise the bar for yourself I, yeah i did yeah. i did and that's kind of one of my my slogans that i like to say like when i'm training with with my guy uh richard back at home you know we raise the bar we set the bar and everything we do is trying to get us to that gold jacket i want to be a hall of famer one day and i'm still learning each year figuring out new ways to get there so i think last year the biggest thing for me was you can really impact at any part of the game i had no idea i was going to be all pro at special teams if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year i would have said look i'm gonna be the starting safety i'm gonna have seven picks Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have this many pbus this many forced fumbles and you know, you just never know where God takes you, like what path He takes you down, and it's just all about how you react, how you react, and how you adapt. And um, I just wanna, I just wanna be, like, I just wanna be great. So anytime exactly. I'm on the field, that's my mindset. So
0: being out there on special teams i just wanted to be the best guy on the special teams well what you've you've already done right Right. you've shown the perseverance right Mm -hmm. undrafted you've shown the perseverance we've we've heard the story about tom's talked about how many times he brought you into his office Mm -hmm. um you've always found a way to do things that other guys aren't willing to do right right Right. and that shows each and every year And, and i think it's a testament to just your work ethic but also being a leader on this team and leading by example, man, yeah. that's so important. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's uh I think leading by example is just something that's instilled at you at a young age. You hear a lot of people talking. You're always hearing people talking no matter where you go, like, I wanna do this or you should do this, you should do that. And you know, people after a while talk talk is cheap. Talk is yep. real cheap. So I just wanted to be a guy that was gonna be like, look, I ain't gonna talk about it, I'm gonna show you i'll show you and then you can figure out what you want to do after that so if you see me doing this if you see me going about situations the right way if you see me handling stuff a certain way then you know the nick that it can be done mm-hmm. and that's just what i always live by my parents brought me up by that way and then i was fortunate enough to have coaches through peewee middle school high school and college that live by the same philosophy just lead by example that's a lot of people Preach
0: it, but a lot of people don't live by it. You just got to do it. You right. Don't, you don't have to say it. Right. You just got to do it. You got to act. Uh, final thing for you. I, I think one of the more memorable moments for me last year was that London game and that two point yeah. tip, yeah, right, yeah. To, to win the game 2019. And you guys were wearing your powder blues. Mm-hmm. The organization announced. On Tuesday, that that's the primary uniform. Yeah, those powder yeah, blues. Yeah, I think I think yeah. this team is four and zero with Coach Lynn at the helm. Well, just your reaction to, to that that uni switch a little bit. It's the same uni, but it's just going to be worn a little more frequent I,
2: I love it. I love it. Those powder blues are the best thing in the NFL, the best uniforms that we so have clean. in the NFL. So, hearing that we're
0: we're going to be wearing those, like, what, four or five times this year? It's, uh, it's a lot. I, it's, I don't know the exact number, but it's going to be the primary uh, yeah. unit. Yeah,
2: I, I'm excited. I, won't, I, I can't wait. Like, I didn't even know we were undefeated in them, but it's just like. I
0: just think of big games, man. Like, I remember the game, um, was it Dallas? Yeah, you guys, with Powder Blues in Dallas? It that, in Dallas, that was probably the game of the year in terms of just the national was, stage. You it know, it
2: was just being on the national stage, Thanksgiving. Yep. You know, and then we're shutting the whole, the whole city down in the Powder Blues. It just felt
0: great. So it's oh, great. I'm excited. I can't wait. This could be man. It's just one little wrinkle to a, a 2019 season with its high expectations, but a lot of hard work here at the Hope Performance Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian Phillips, always appreciate the time, man. Thank I'm you. Glad thank to have you. you back. Appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for episode 23 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. A big thanks to Adrian Phillips and Hunter Henry for joining me. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We also invite you to rate and review Backstage Chargers on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, I'm Chris Hayry.